welcome to the High Sensory People podcast. I'm Alicia May. I'm a high sensory leader coach and creative empath. And I'm Jane Elizabeth Aston. I'm a high sensory leader and spiritual connection coach. We're high sensory people and we're passionate about raising awareness of the HSP trait and reframing it from being highly sensitive to high sensory and having high sensory intelligence. Did you know that 20 to 30% of the world's population are high sensory? We want to increase our visibility, change how the world sees us and inspire and empower all HSPs to own their amazing qualities and unique gifts. We would love you to join us on this journey. We hope you enjoy this week's episode and today we're going to be talking about high sensory introverts. And since we're both extroverts, we have two guests to help us, Alexander Homan and Dr. Shireen Malouf, who are both high sensory coaches. Welcome to the podcast, both of you. Um, would you like to introduce yourself so that our audience can get to know a little bit about you? Shireen, perhaps you would like to introduce yourself first. Sure. Thank you, Elisha. Thank you, Jane. I'm super excited about our conversation. I'm Shirin Malouf. I'm calling from Montreal, Canada. I have a business in private healing, coaching, and consulting. I facilitate high-functioning, sensitive leaders and individuals to help them get unstuck from their minds and catalyze an authentic coherence within their hearts. Using my exclusive three-step monarch heart coherence methodology, This empowers them to unleash their heightened sensory gifts, cultivate their genuine strength, and create the reality that matters to them. And I do this in three languages, English, French, and Arabic. I'm also a doctor of musicology, certified Ericsson and high sensory coach, medicine woman, and speaker. Thank you, and welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, Alexander. Do introduce yourself as well. Yeah, thank you from my side too for reaching out and inviting me. <clears throat> so I'm Alexander Hohmann. I'm located in Freiburg in southwestern Germany at the gates of the famous Black Forest. And I'm a life and business coach doing mostly life coaching based mostly on systemic methods, some methods from a, um, from a CBT, so a cognitive behavioral therapy theoretical methods, but only apply to coaching. And I also work a lot with my tuition. Um, and um, <clears throat> I'm proposing this mostly, but not exclusive, exclusively to people who are HSP or gifted or both, and do this in uh, German, French and English, German and French being my two native languages. Wonderful. Always so impressive to, you know, meet anyone who's multilingual. And I know you both are because being from the UK, we're generally quite lazy with our languages. So wonderful to have you here for that reason and a host of other reasons. Um, and we're really excited to dive into the topic of, you know, being a, being a high sensory introvert with you. And we've got some questions that, you know, we're, we're going to use as a as a way of, of, of discussing all of this with you. And um, I'm going to hand over to Alicia to start us off. Thanks very much, Jen. Great introductions. So um, I don't know who wants to respond first, but, you know, just just go with the flow. Um, the first one is, um, when did you discover you were 
or when you began to think of yourself as an introvert and how did it resonate with you? Well, that's typical uh, introvert interviews, you know, nobody starts actually. <laughs> the silence. The yeah. silence at the beginning. Thank you for jumping please, in, Alexander. Please, please go first. Please go. Uh, yeah. um, okay, I just thought I found an article in, in a German news uh, news magazine about introversion and about the book of Susan Cain, Quiet, which came out in 11 or 12, I think. And from there, I quickly... After that, I quickly went into uh, discovering the topic of of being an HSP, but introversion was really through that book, which actually, according to Elaine Aram, um, seems to have some inaccuracies because it tends to fuse a bit of the HSP and introversion and has a rather larger and generous uh, definition of introversion. Yes, absolutely. And I, I really, I also read that book Um what's it called quiet mm. the um the quiet power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking something along those lines and i read it and i thought oh i'm an introvert then but i don't think i am i'm an hsp extrovert so as you say there is a little bit of blurring between perhaps you know various kind of traits and personality types but uh that's really interesting alexander that you read the book first and then that introduced you i think if i'm right to the um to the hsp piece is that what alerted you to being um an hsp as well that book or did you already know that um, no, but you know, when you start to dig into a topic and do some, well, not really research, but enter some words into a, a search engine, then other things come up. And I think that's how um, the HSP topic uh, jumped at me a bit later. Mm, mm, so interesting. We're going to pick up on, on those things. Shireen, how about you? When did you start to think of yourself or discover that you are an introvert? Actually, putting words has come like really recently. Um, but the experience, I think, is as early as my childhood. You know, when I everything you would feel, I would feel so intense, like the intensity of the feelings. Uh, and you look around you and like nobody feels what you're feeling. I mean, why is it so intense? And then this deep interization of things, whereas everybody else is like maybe not seeing the same thing or, or not feeling the same thing and not. There's this deep, very deep interiorizations of my sensory experience. And I think all HSPs have in common this experience where they realize that they're different because everybody tells them, why are you so sensitive? Why are you feeling things so differently? I mean, I don't think any HSP can miss that opportunity to feel different and to feel that they are, they carry something uh, which makes them different, which makes them uh, a side of other people. And uh, I'm sure also we all share this experience of maybe living this difference as a handicap rather than a gift. Uh, and it's been it's been a difficult uh, time to really figure out words to put on things, and it's until very recently, because uh, I um, 
I'm a professor. I had a career in teaching as a university professor after I did my PhD in music and musicology, and I dedicated 22 years of my life in teaching and in performing with orchestra and in solo performances in many countries around the world. And one day a student came to me and she told me, well, do you know of these people they call the high sensitive people? And I said, no, I don't. And, I, and she told me, well, maybe you should, I, I suggest that you read about them. And there's this great book uh, that uh, that uh, you, you would read. And she offered me the book. And this is how I got to know about HSPs. And that was maybe, I don't know, three years ago. And, and it was Elaine like, Aaron book, oh, right? finally. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, Ellen Aaron's book. I said, oh my gosh, yes, finally, this is it. I'm, I'm, I have a word on how my experience of life has been so far. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Wonderful. And I, you know, you've both sort of talked about being introvert and being HSP. And I wonder, you know, what is what is being HSP and what is being introvert? I know it's really difficult to say, well, this is this is I'm like this because I'm HSP and I'm like that because I'm introvert. But I wonder how you see the two, you know, both of you, um, the two aspects of you impacting together. Well, that's a good question I'm having, too. I didn't find the answer until now. <laughs> you didn't find it until now or you didn't find it at all. Um, not at all. You know, what's, no. what's coming from that, what's coming from life happening, what what were there, what events were there that perhaps silenced you, silenced parts of you uh, that became a bit shy. There's also shyness, you know, which you have to distinguish from introversion. Um, what is there coming from, you know, we have so many influences. So what is really, it's difficult to pass introversion and, and being an HSP for those who are both Yes, it really is. It really is. How about you, Shireen? What are your reflections on, you know, what's the driver? Is it the introvert personality type? Is it the HSP trait? Is it a really, you know, inextricable interaction of both? Uh, that's a tough question. Um, it's by meeting other HSPs that um, it uh, became clearer to me. And I think like the HSP is like a big umbrella for people who have this high sensory intelligence, who are capable of sensing um, things on an energetic level. Um, but as nature is designed, we have the yin energy and the yang energies, the, the energy that goes inside inward and the energies that goes outside outward it's like the the day and the night the uh, so introverted in my experience uh i i the energy was always drawing inside inward uh whereas i see that other hsps the energy takes them outward in a more expressive manner and I think both are very, very important in our society today because our society is more drawn outward, whereas the inward part is sometimes like 
neglected or not given its full value, its full uh, place. We also could call it the feminine and the masculine energies, although I don't really like this analogy. I like more the yin and the yang, uh, but both are important and they both go hand in hand and creation is done by both. Um, so um, this is how I see things. I, I mean, I'm just thinking out loud, maybe uh, Alexander or you or Elisha could, uh, could bring this more, more into this conversation. I think one important distinction is that extroverts mainly recharge their batteries with people and uh, introverts rather without people in alone time. But for HSP, it's uh, it's a bit different. You know, HSP usually needs this alone time, whether they're extroverts or introverts. Yes, I think yeah, that's really true, isn't it? As, as HSPs, HSP extroverts share that need for alone time to recharge our batteries, even though I also do, as you say, Shireen, you know, there is some energetic kind of thing going on when I'm with people as well. You know, that can be quite energizing, but only for a short period of time. And then I have to go away and recharge. How about you, Alicia? What's your reflections on all of this? Well, this is the thing. When I really dove into the sort of the extroverted side of the HSP, it really allowed me to kind of oh okay so this is how I function because I couldn't understand how on one level I was completely introverted um I grew up you know my dad's always said to me you need more alone time than most people and I was like yeah I do you know I I get called a weirdo for going for walks on my own I'm like yeah but that's where I feel really energized and that's where I get my recharge from um you know many things on my own and when I looked into non-HSP extroversion, I was like, well, hang on a minute, that's not me. Because although I have a very outgoing communication style and I've got a high energy, high functioning, fiery, passionate side, um, when it said um, extrovert, non-HSP extroverts get so much energy from being around people, I was like, well, I don't. Um, I might for an hour. I might for two hours, but again, it depends on their personal energy. I can't just be around any human being and get energy from them because um, I actually find most people quite energy draining. Um, so this is why it's sort of an extrovert HSP is completely different to a non-HSP extrovert. We we have the same needs as a HSP introvert. Um, it really, for what we got from the article and thinking about our own experiences is it really is more about our delivery um in life and how we present ourselves to people whereas our our self-care needs um are pretty much the same as as a hsp introvert so i hope that answers your question it does make me think though you know because you just said alicia and it's my experience as well that sometimes being around the right people can give me energy and i wonder you know, for, for for you both, Alexander and Cherie, do you ever get energy from other people or is all your energy from that, you know, internal time, the alone time, the retreating time? How how does that work for, for you? That's a fabulous question, Jane. Uh, I do. Actually, I do. Uh, especially when we resonate at the heart level um, yeah. when we can match this resonance 
it's amazing. Um, we both actually charge. Um, I feel this um, in, uh, in my one-on-one -on -one sessions. Like when we really get to a point where we there's this, you know, the masks fall off and there's direct connection with the person and uh, they're in their space, I'm in my space, but both spaces resonate with each other. And this is where something like great happens, you know, this is magic where healing happens, coaching happens, and we're both recharged, we're both um, uh, feeling great. Um, and uh, this, this type of experience makes me more convinced that yes, it is possible. And yes, it is possible to have human relationships that are not draining. Yes, it is possible to have human relationships that are not based on power or on power struggle or on conflict dynamics. Yes, it is possible for us as humans to interact in a way that we both feel good. We both are within our boundaries. We both are in our space energetically. And we both um, uh, do well for each other. So if it happens with my one-on-one -on -one clients, I'm positive that it can happen in groups. I'm positive it can happen in in communities. It can even happen on a global level. If we each touch into that sacred space in us and 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 be there and and act from there. And this is what I've been touching in my in my one-on-one -on -one sessions a lot lately. And it's beautiful. Beautiful. I, I love everything that you said there. Um, Alexander, what are your thoughts on, you know, the energy, uh, you know, from being around people? Do you, do you ever get energized or not drained from being around people? And what does that look like if so? I would say there are people who are more or less draining. There is some form of drainage all the time, but there are people with whom I really like to be. But I need some some inner housekeeping. So sometimes I just have to to take a break a few minutes from them because I sense that I don't I lose I lose a number of my cognitive abilities. Otherwise I cannot listen anymore. It's just I'm just full. But I'm I think that one keyword to distinguish to come back to your previous question about what is HSP, what is introversion. I think it's about permeability, and HSP have this. Uh, almost inescapable permeability to uh, influences from outside, which introverts probably don't have as an inherent part of their trait. So it's um, this always being connected with the surrounding in some form or another, on some level or another. That's probably why so many HSP also have to also have difficulty with with uh, boundaries. Many of them say they have difficulties enforcing or even setting or even knowing their own boundaries and sometimes also the boundaries of others. Um, I did actually want to backtrack um, because I just think it's really important that, you know, there, there are these sort of connotations about an introvert as if to say, you know, that there is this narrative of, oh, if you're a HSP introvert, that means you are always on your own, you have no confidence um, or you lack I, I don't know, energy. Um, and it's like, oh, we tend to be writers. We tend to work alone at home and things like that, that there is this negative connotation. And it, it, I don't like it. it you know, it, it sort of makes 
introverted HSPs sound weak and sort of, and I just don't like that. Whereas Shireen's sort of the prime example of she's done solo performances. She's been a teacher for years. You know, that takes, that takes so much. Um, and I think it's really important for, for any HSP introverts to realize that just because you need to live a slightly different lifestyle doesn't mean you're not capable of being on the stage and performing something from your heart in front of hundreds, thousands of people and that you can't be teaching, you know, several hours a week. Um, Shireen, was, were those experiences um, energetically enhancing for you? Did you feel energised in those moments when you were performing solo or when you were teaching? Um, was it a very sort of draining experience? or did it it did it feel you know energizing for you and were there any sort of challenges with that sort of line of work being a hsp introvert well it's amazing you're asking this question alicia because yesterday um a couple of my students um they came to visit me i haven't i hadn't seen them for like three years now they graduated but they said we wanted to come and, and visit you and uh they they were here and they were telling me how much this energy, they, they called it energy. They told me that I had an energy that would always nurture them in, in whatever we will be doing. And uh, the same thing, I get uh, testimonials from my client. Like there is a power in introversion. Um, they tell me you don't speak much, you're listening, but there's so much power in your listening. There's so much power in your presence. There's so much power that we feel it. It, it goes through us and you don't even say a word. Um, but, but I think it's the same thing for uh, HSP extroverts. We need, I think, as H as HSP, excuse me, to grab our gift because as long as we don't grab it, it could pass on as a handicap mm. because we feel low esteem, we feel stuck in the mind, uh, we feel um, maybe weak, whatever. But the moment I said yes, this is my strength. My strength is to be in a room with thousand people and not say a word and then people will come and talk to me. Why? I didn't say a word. Why would people come and talk to me? It's because they are drawn to something and this something is this power that is, is, is pulling. It's a pulling power, I call it. It's like there's a pushing power. I mean, it's not, I don't want to go into negative traits, but it's like you open the door. You can either open it by pushing it outwards or open it by pulling it inward. In both cases, you're opening the door. So people come because they tell me there's something different about you. There's this power that you don't speak, but there's something. What is it? What is it? What's emanating from you? Um, and another example I like, and now it, it came to me, is like sunrise and sunset. Sunrise is ex ex extroverted, and sunset is introverted. Is sunrise more powerful than sunset? I don't think so. Is sunset more powerful than sunrise? I don't think so. Um, so the power of introversion is this capacity to 
to really draw things inward, to go down to to the depth of feelings, to the depth of humanity, to the depth of the layers we have in each of us. And mm -hmm. a coach that is not introverted may not be able to take that person down on these deep layers that needs to be addressed, that sometimes there's things that need to be seen. Um, and unless we go that deep, unless we go to the depth of the ocean, we cannot see the coral, the beautiful, uh, the beautiful coral that is uh, on, on the uh, in the depth of the ocean. It's like look finding the pearl and, and the waste pile. So if you don't have this introversion capacity to really pull the client down in a way that they feel safe, in a way that they feel contained in a way that they feel um, accompanied to be able to address deep, deep issues, they can never get out of their, of their minds. Um, so introversion is a very powerful force that is in the universe as, as much as extroversion, but they're different. And I, I invite our society today to really, really look at the power of introversion and give it its proper place. And this podcast is, is wonderful to talk about this. That, yeah, that was just beautiful, Shireen. And I really particularly love the, the analogy of the sunrise and the sunset, that the world needs both of them to function and to thrive and to blossom. And you know, one isn't better or worse than the other. They both provide something really, really powerful, um, you know, and a cohesion and a balance and a symbiosis that's that's really needed. And I, I love that. And like you were saying about introverts really provide um, a depth. And, and for me, being sort of the extrovert at HSP, I love um, sometimes the stillness because I crave stillness and quiet and, and introverted HSPs can really... Um, facilitate that stillness um which is which is really often needed so yeah amazing um jane sorry did you have anything oh i do because just i think you demonstrated so beautifully the power of an introvert a highly gifted introvert hsp shireen when you spoke the words were so powerful and there was something additional to the words that came through as you were saying them you it demonstrated the 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 power uh, it was incredibly moving what you said how you said it and the space you created around it and what it made me think of was you're absolutely right this is an invitation to society to really look and value as 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 and value introverts introvert traits and qualities and powers as they deserve to be because you know whatever an introvert is doing whether they're like you on a stage performing you know to many people or whether they are in a room on their own writing a wonderful book or you know doing one to one coaching these are all incredibly valuable things. N nothing is more valuable than anything else. 
they're just different activities and we're each differently suited um so i absolutely love that it's it there's there's nothing wrong with what extroverts or introverts do but there is something wrong with the way the world views it to my mind um so i i just love what you said and uh, alexander i wonder if you would like to come in on you know on on this piece and what we've what we've been talking about I'm not sure it's fair to say that the world doesn't value introverts because, you know, most, if not all, of the Fortune 500 CEOs are introverts. Uh, the German chancellor is introvert. The US president is an introvert. Um, the British political life was spectacular for a few years, and now it has an introvert prime minister and has become a bit more calm and reflective. Um, so um, I think they're everywhere and they're powerful, but... Um, in 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 a one-to-one situation, for example, in a group, introverts they take in reality and then they withdraw and then they reflect upon that, but including others. So they have a, I think, a good ability to develop a sense of a bigger picture. But then they also have to step up and um, turn this into reality. It's a bit like on a theater stage, you know, you have the character's uh, front center stage who is talking directly to the public, but he doesn't see what's happening on the stage, actually. And there's another character just back behind at the stage who just embraces the whole situation and has the bigger picture. And you just did that so beautifully for us as well. You put a wider context on, you know, on, on you know, what Alicia and I said, which is really wonderful. Um, shall we move on to our next topic? Yeah, yeah. So um, a great question for, for the listeners um, could is going to be, you know, as a HSP introvert, what would be the most vital pieces of self-care for you? So any anyone listening sort of can really start to think about how they can um, utilise their abilities and self-care. Shireen, <laughs> over to you. <laughs> I, can, I can step in if you want. <clears throat> Go for it, please. So, uh, I think obviously withdrawal from time to time, just like for HSP, you need withdrawal and breaks from time to time. But um, there also is a tendency for introverts to actually, well, fall into some hole and isolate themselves. And that's not good. So part of self-care is to find good connections to the real world. So you might just try to find people who are moderately extroverts to actually keep those connections, social connections, because otherwise you must just go down some pipe alone and and um, and don't really live the life for which you, which you are meant to live. Wonderful. I love that. It's about the balance, isn't it? Yes, you need it. Always to is. Yeah. It always is. It's always a golden middle. Shireen, what are your thoughts on this? What do you what what do you do to keep yourself, you know, in the kind of well being zone? I don't think I did, actually. I think I really delved into my introversion for a long time uh, with no limits. I really, I, it was for me, you know, because because I grew up in a country at war. Um, around me was violence and conflict and and the only way out was the way in for me so i created my own world i created my own imagination i created like i knew that the only way to to be me was to actually leave this world 
it, it could sound today as a disconnection from the world, but it was, it allowed me to blaze a trail into the different layers of the human dimension uh, very deeply. And today I understand the value of this trail and the depth of it, because today I know that I can um, facilitate people who are on these different layers to go back to their heart, because I know the way. I know the ins and I know the outs. I've been there. Um, so um, I, I was not careful. Uh, I wish uh, I maybe, maybe maybe I don't wish, but if I had known that I, I could meet other people to talk to, I wouldn't probably have gone into that that uh, route. Um, but this this um, this path allowed me to really touch into the spiritual levels of a human beings, uh, to do really deep uh, spiritual development on myself and and discover the gifts that I had and bring them back and put them in practice in daily life. Had I not gone into the extreme of my introversion, could I have done that? I don't know. Um, I'm not saying that you should do it, <laughs> but uh, it, it's good. I, I, I played it. I played it black and white. I played it, you know, just okay, you have it, go to the end, go to go to see what is beneath the surface, what is beneath the conflict of human beings and really find the seeds and, and find this, this strength that could make a difference in the world, that could help others uh, find their strength, uh, could help others cultivate their um gifts and especially help others who are stuck in the mind to get unstuck of their mind because this is the whole thing you know is how much are we willing to leave the trap of the mind and and find the path to do it and this has been the most challenging and i think introversion is a is is a tool is a great tool um I'm thinking of an example, like last week, I had a client who reached out to me. He's, he's a very extroverted person. Uh, he's a high achiever, uh, brilliant, charismatic, uh, creative in his field. And I mean, his energy is like a volcano, you know, amazing. And he needed to be in touch with his inner peace. And he was so troubled and so struggled with himself and in his relationship that he needed to find that space in himself. And uh, we worked together. Um, and I think because of this introverted energy that I was able to share with him, he was able to touch a very deep place in himself, a place of light that literally transformed him. He told me, it's amazing how you were able to take me into that place of inner stability, of inner balance, of inner light. 
So when these things happen, I say to myself, well, it was valuable that I, I followed this introverted path, although it was challenging. But today I know it's valuable. May I jump in there? Because <clears throat> that makes me think a bit of the gentleman who actually invented the principle of introversion was Carl Gustav Jung, a Swiss psychologist. And uh, it reminds me of him making having a tower built in which he was the only one allowed and retreating into that to just develop his his theories, his but not really at an intellectual level, not letting them come up. If you read his red book, it's just so full with visions and intuitions and things just traversing him. Um, but he had to withdraw to actually develop that. And he was probably highly introverted. Yes, wonderful. Wonderful. Th thank you for, for, for sharing that on the podcast, Alexander. We'll have to get the, uh, the reference for that to put it in the show notes. Um, let me see. I'm wondering... What should we what should we talk about in the last little bit, Alicia? Because mm, we sort of touched on, but it'd be nice to go more into to greatest joys and gifts. But I feel like that might be for another episode, really, because that's going to be like big. I feel big. like yeah, you've you've both talked about you know some of the joys and gifts of 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 you know being an introvert, and I think that might be one for another episode where we'll get you back to dive into that a little bit but why don't we finish off by uh by talking about you know um introverts and extroverts we're all living in the world together and we've got quite different needs and quite different comfort zones and as high sensory introverts what are your thoughts on how these two personality types can best support each other and you know and and get along and, and work together what what are your thoughts on that um, it's, I think you were reading my mind, Jane, because I wanted to suggest that we, before we leave off today, we talk about how I think there's, uh, in our society today, we, we, there's a tendency to mix extroversion with mind chatter. Like, because somebody talks a lot from their mind, it's like they're extroverted and they're two different completely energies, you know, we can be extroverted and not be in the mind. Uh, mm -hmm. So that brings me to your question, how they can both support each other is if we separate extraversion from the mind, uh, from the mind uh, uh, trap, then I think extraversion and introversion go hand in hand because they are like the yin and the yang, like day and night, they support each other. They're one and the same. It's just two different facets of the same. Um, I think the challenge is to get out of the mind, get out of the trap of the mind. Um, I, I, I want to tell you a story. I don't know if we have time. <laughs> yes, I think we've got time. We do? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, this is a story I, I heard a while ago when I when I was in India about this this uh, man who really wanted to know the truth, and he was guided to this uh, uh, wise man on the top of the mountain, many 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 days of walking to get there, 
And he did because he was very eager to get there. And he finally did. He arrived and he asked his master, can you teach me the truth? And he said, sure, I can teach you. You need to stay with me for many years. And he did. And he taught him everything from the practical tools to meditation, to wisdom, to teaching everything. And after the years uh, have finished, he told him, well, now it's time for you to go back to the world. And uh, he was just saying goodbye to him. And he said, make sure you practice everything I taught you. And remember not to think about the monkey. And uh, the, the student told him, monkey? What monkey? You don't tell me about a monkey. He said, oh, I'm just telling you that. So he left, he walked the first day, and then at sunset, he sat under the tree, started to do his practices, spiritual practices, and as soon as he closed his eyes, he sees a monkey jumping in front of his eyes. Oh, I can't do my practices, it's this monkey. Okay, the next day, he continued to walk, same thing, he does, he sits down to do the practices, closes his eyes, and then monkey again. By the time he arrived home, he had forgotten everything about what his master had taught him. And he only had this monkey in his mind. <laughs> so he walked back to the master, get to his door and told him, I don't want any more spiritual practices. Just get this monkey out of my mind. <laughs> so <laughs> I think our trap is being in the mind. And if we get out of the mind, go into the heart coherence, I don't think we will even think about drawing a line be between extroversion and introversion. Oh, beautiful, wise, deep words, Shireen. Alexandra, I feel it's a, that's a tough act to follow, but I'm sure you're going to do a great job. That's why I jumped in before Shireen, because she she just says these things. You cannot say anything afterwards. But I, I think that uh, extroverts and introverts really have they have their strengths and weaknesses, and they can bestow each other with a certain awareness of uh, which weaknesses they need to relativize, so that they can find a common ground. I have a very good friend who's very dear to me. But he is very expensive. He's very extrovert, and um, he isn't a good listener. So he said something very sad to me a few weeks ago. He said, "I have almost no friends," and he's a very easygoing person. He talks to people, to unknown people, so he has an easy contact. But he has no friends, so I will have to have a serious conversation with him soon because he just needs to learn to listen, and I can see that clearly. And he doesn't. So I think we. It's always about the golden, golden middle, so we can teach each other um, how to how to well um, find that golden middle for ourselves. Yes, yes, that's a beautiful concept as well. Yeah. Um, so, how can people get in touch with you? How can people find you? If, uh, you know, if they, they really, because there are going to be people who listen and, and really, you know, resonate with, with what you what you have to say. So, um, Alexander, t tell us how people can find you if they would like to. 
Um, they just can add a hyphen between my first name, Alexander, and my surname, Holman, add the usual .com at the end, and there they'd find all the all the information and also some perhaps food for thought about HSP and other traits um, on the on the blog. Wonderful, and we'll we'll put your um, the link to your website in our show notes for this episode. Thank you, and, and Shireen, how can people get in touch with you? Sure, if uh, people resonated with uh, what I shared today, and if they feel that they are high achievers, leaders, individuals who are uh, who are looking to get unstuck of their mind and really get an experience of their heart coherence. Uh, they can find me on my website, shireenmalouf.com. I am also on LinkedIn. And uh, today I'd like to promote my complimentary 20-minute uh, call, uh, which I call the Heart Coherence Clarity Call. And it really what it is designed to do is support high-functioning leaders and individuals to cultivate their genuine strength unleash their heightened sensory gifts and create the reality that matters to them. And I look forward to uh, meeting them and uh, get to know them more. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And before we finish, any final thoughts from anybody? No, just thank you so much, Alex and Shireen, for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I have a feeling there's going to be a part two to the conversation at some point. I have a feeling you're right, Alicia. Yes, thank you again so much, Alexander Homan and Dr. Shireen Malouf, for uh, for being our, our guests on, on this episode. It's been an absolute privilege and a pleasure to dive into this topic with you. Um, so before we go, Alicia, would you like to announce our forthcoming uh, opportunity and venture? I certainly shall. So again, we're excited to announce that we are building um, a new online community um, called the High Sensory Tribe, and that will be coming uh, this September, which is very, very exciting. And we'll be putting more information the nearer we get to September. So, um, yeah, thank you again for joining us today. We've, uh, we really hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we'd love to hear from you as always with any questions or comments. And please do subscribe, share and review our podcast. Join us for next week's episode when we'll be focusing on the high sensory coaching program we did and how it changed us forever. Bye for now. Bye for now.